Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of RC Retirement. This week or this episode I'm going to talk about some changes to the recoupment of variable separation pay. There was a recent update to it in the uh, National Defense Authorization Act and I think it will be of interest to some of you. So let's go right into that. This is regarding voluntary separation pay and benefits. This is uh, coming out of Title 10 U.S. Code subsection 1175A. And it reads as such. Section A, or sub, how would you say this? Subsection A, or we'll just say subparagraph A. In general, under regulations approved by the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary concerned may provide, may provide voluntary separation pay and benefits in accordance with this section to eligible members of the armed forces who are voluntarily separated from active duty in the armed forces. B. Eligible members. 1. Except as provided in paragraph 2, a member of the armed forces is eligible for voluntary separation pay and benefits under this section if the member A has served on active duty for more than six years, but not more than 20 years, B, has served at least five years of continuous active duty immediately preceding the date of the member's separation from active duty, C, has not been approved for payment of the of a voluntary separation incentive under section 1175 of this title and section 1175 is a different version of the voluntary separation pay uh, d meets such other qualifications as the Secretary Concerned may prescribe, which may include re requirements relating to, um, and this is subparagraph uh, Roman numeral 1, years of service, skill, rating, military specialty, or competitive category, Roman numeral 2, grade or rank, Roman numeral 3, remaining period of obligated service, or Roman numeral 4, any combination of these factors, and paragraph E, requests separation from active duty. Now, break in reading here. 
I am going to put a copy of what I'm reading in the show notes. You know, I'm not going to um, go back and read you know, full blocks of this again, but I am going to put a full copy of the text of this in the show notes so that anyone who is interested can see this because it will be important with what I'm, with what I'm going to say at the end. So let's continue. Uh, paragraph two, uh, the following members are not eligible for voluntary separation pay and benefits under this section. A, members discharged with disability severance pay under section 1212 of this title. Mem B, members transferred to the temporary disability retired list under section 1202 or 1205 of this title. C, members being evaluated by the disability retirement for disability retirement under chapter 61 of this title. D, members who have previously been or who have been previously discharged with voluntary separation pay. E. Members who are subject to pending disciplinary action or are subject to administrative separation or mandatory discharge under any other provision of law or regulations. Those are the people who are not eligible for voluntary separation pay. Paragraph 3. The Secretary concerned shall determine each year the number of members to be separated and provided separation pay and benefits under this section during the fiscal year beginning in such year. Subparagraph C. Separation. Each eligible member of the armed forces whose request for separation from active duty under subsection Bravo 1 Echo is approved shall be separated from active duty. So each person who requests uh, separation from active duty under that section who has his uh, request approved shall be separated. Additional service in ready reserve. Of the number of members of the active or of the armed forces to be separated from active duty in a in a fiscal year as determined under section Bravo 3, the secretary concerned shall determine a number of such members in such skill and grade combinations as the secretary concerned shall designate, who shall serve in the ready reserve upon separation from active duty for a period of not less than three years as a condition of the receipt of voluntary separation pay and benefits under this section. All right, so I'll pause there. The, the secretary of the particular branch of service can determine as a factor of receiving separation pay that the member must serve in a reserve component for a period of time in order to receive that pay, uh, just as a uh, a force readiness 
condition and it's it's not you know for any it's not based on the individual it's based on the the grade and the particular skill of that person so moving on echo uh, separation pay and benefits a member of the armed forces who is separated from active duty under subsection c shall be paid voluntary separation pay in accordance with subsection g in an amount determined by the secretary concerned pursuant to subsection f and we're getting to that that's what people want to know how much is the money uh, a member who is not entitled to retired or retainer pay upon separation shall be se shall be entitled to benefits and services provided under a chapter 58 of this title during the 180-day period beginning the date the member is separated. I know it's getting dull here. Bear with me. Yeah. Beginning not... The, the date the member is separated, notwithstanding any termination date for such benefits and services otherwise applicable under the provisions of such chapter, and, bravo, sections 474 and 476 of Title 37, which we're not going to worry about because that's a completely different animal. All right, F, computation of separation pay. So, let's see how this works out. The secretary concerned shall, shall specify the amount of voluntary separation pay that an individual or defined group of members of the armed forces may be paid under Section ECHO 1. No member may receive as voluntary separation pay an amount greater than four times the full amount of separation pay for a member of the same grade same pay grade and years of service who is involuntary separated under section 1174 of this title and i'll have to look at 1174 to see what that is all right in fact that is relating to um let's see section 1174 is relating to the special separation bonus Alright, so voluntary separation pay under this section may be paid in a single lump sum. In the case of a member of the armed forces who, at the time of separation under subsection C, has completed at least 15 years but less than 20 years of active service, voluntary separation pay may be paid at the election of the secretary concerned in a single lump sum installments over a period not to exceed 10 years, or a combination of a lump sum or, or and such installments. All right. So it doesn't really say how much the money would be, but it says how it can be paid. All right. Coordination with retired and retainer pay or and disability compensation. A member who is paid voluntary separation pay under this section who later qualifies for retired or retainer pay under this title or Title 14 shall have deducted from such 
from each payment of of such retired or retainer pay an amount in such schedule of monthly installments as the secretary concerned shall specify until the total amount deducted from such retired or retainer pay is equal to the total amount of voluntary separation pay so paid. Is everyone asleep yet? I know you want to be, right? <laughs> all right, we're almost done, believe it or not. All right, except as provided in subparagraphs B and C, which is the part you really want to hear. A member who is paid voluntary separation pay under this section shall not be deprived by reason of the member's receipt of such pay of any disability compensation to which the member is entitled under the laws administered by the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, but there shall be deducted from such disability compensation an amount in such schedule of monthly installments as the Secretary concerned shall specify until the total amount deducted from such disability compensation is equal to the total amount of voluntary separation pay so paid, less the amount of federal income tax withheld from such pay, such withholding being at the flat withholding rate for federal income tax withholding as in effect pursuant to regulations prescribed. And I'm going to skip the rest because it's dull. Um, wow, law can really be boring. All right. So what that last paragraph was saying was that if you're receiving VA compensation, then you would also have uh, deductions from that uh, to repay uh, voluntary separation pay. Um, uh, less what was deducted for uh, income taxes. All right. No, next paragraph, no deduction shall be made from the disability compensation paid to an eligible disabled uniformed services retiree under section 1413 or to an eligible combat related disabled uniformed services retiree under section 1413 alpha of this title who is paid voluntary separation pay under this title that is what you want to hear and and a little bit more coming up so if you have combat related special compensation and received um their voluntary separation pay or voluntary separation incentive then you cannot have a recoupment of of that that so if you have uh, become eligible for retired pay and you're eligible for combat related special compensation then Work out with DFAST that under this new law, you are you cannot have recoupment for the VSI. Let's move on. No deduction may be made from the disability compensation paid to a member for the amount of voluntary separation pay received 
by the member because of an earlier discharge or release from a period of active duty if the disability, which is the basis for that disability compensation, was incurred or aggravated during a later period of active duty. All right, so the requirement under this subsection to repay voluntary separation pay following retirement from the armed forces does not apply to a member who was eligible to retire at the time the member applied and was accepted for voluntary separation pay and benefits under this section. The secretary concerned may waive the requirement to repay voluntary separation pay under paragraphs 1 and 2 if the secretary determines that recovery would be against equity and good conscience or would be contrary to the best interest of the United States. Pay attention to that one. I'll read it one more time. The secretary concerned may waive the requirement to repay voluntary separation pay if I lost my place. If the secretary determines that recovery would be against the best interest, lost my place again, uh, would be against equity and good conscience or would be contrary to the best interest of the United States. So, if you, if you have a situation in which it would be extremely detrimental for recoupment of voluntary separation incentive, you can appeal to the secretary of your branch of service and request that your recoupment be canceled. Not just because it would make your, you know, you know, your bank account hurt, but, you know, give a good reason, and you can request that your recoupment be canceled for justifiable reasons, and they may do it. So, you can use this section of law as part of your justification. Moving on. Retirement defined. In this section, the term retirement includes a transfer to the Fleet Reserve or Fleet Marine Corps Reserve. Repayment for members who return to active duty. This is another interesting little change. Except as provided in paragraphs 2 and 3, a member of the armed forces who, after having received all or part of voluntary separation pay under this section, returns to active duty, shall have deducted from each payment of basic pay in such schedule of monthly installments as the secretary concerned shall specify until the total amount deducted from such basic pay equals the total amount of voluntary separation pay received. So that just means if you have received um, VSI and you go back into active duty service, then the VSI can be recouped and it would be X amount. It doesn't say how much. 
Uh, typically, when you're receiving retired pay, the recoupment amount is 40%. So chances are, when you're on active duty, it would be the same percentage. I'm just guessing, but that's probably a good guess. Um, so you can you know, expect recoupment of VSI to occur when that go when you go back on active duty all right so i'm running out of time so i need to hurry uh, members who are involuntarily recalled to active duty or full-time national guard duty in accordance with several sections of law shall not be subject to this subsection recruitment of vsi that is a recent change members who are recalled or perform active duty or full-time National Guard duty in addition, you know, in accordance with subset with sections, lots of sections of law, uh, insofar as the period served is less than 180 days consecutive days of duty, da 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 da, uh, shall not be subject to this subsection. That's another recent change. The Secretary of Defense may waive in whole or in part repayment required under paragraph 1 if the Secretary determines that recovery would be against equity or good conscience or would be contrary to the best interest of the United States. The authority in this paragraph may be delegated only to the Under Secretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness and the Principal Deputy uh, Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness. Termination of Authority The authority to separate a member of the armed forces from active duty under subsection C shall, shall terminate December 31, 2025, and a member who separates by the date specified in paragraph 1 may continue to be voluntary to be provided voluntary separation pay and benefits under this section until the member has received the entire amount of pay and benefits to which the member is entitled under this section. All right, so except for a list of amendments and uh, other references, that is it for reading of the law and a whole bunch of my comments. Basically, the voluntary separation incentive is paying you to go away, and if you take the VSI and later become eligible for any sort of reserve component or active component retirement, um, you should expect to have to repay the VSI in full. Just be prepared for that. There are certain cases that just recently were passed in law that allow for the VSI to not be recouped. And like I said, I will post those in the show notes today. So look for those. There's not much time left, so I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Just remember that if you would like to support my efforts, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash rcretirement and support me on a monthly basis at any level that you choose. 
And also, if there is any sort of uh, personal support that you need, you can go to rcretirement.com and look at the Fees for Services page and find out uh, how I can assist you uh, myself. And if you have any questions, contact me by email at dj at rcretirement.com. That's it. Thank you for being part of my audience and have a wonderful day. Thank you very much.